Well, welcome back once again to Rhythms of Grace. My name is Nate. I'm so glad that you're here for another exciting episode as we talk about the Enneagram. So uh, we've been talking about the Enneagram generally, but more specifically, we've been going sort of number by number. We've had lots of special guests, which has been super fun. This episode, we are actually talking about the last N. We might say the greatest number. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The The nine. The closest to perfection. There you go. The closest to perfection. The closest to being a 10. Uh, The Enneagram nine. And we have with us a special guest, Alice. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You can get right up on that microphone. Perfect. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, uh, what's what's up? What's up with Alice? (laughs) Uh, So my name is Alice Austin. I work in uh, student services at U of M, and I'm also uh, getting a master's degree in strategic communication at MSU. Um, Wait, wait a minute. You work at U of M and you're getting a (laughs) master's degree at MSU? What the that, that, that's some conflict. Do right you have to keep there. it? A, do you have to keep it a secret? No, actually, no. everyone. Knows. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, as long all right. As you don't go to the school down south. Oh no, no. I never, I never. So you are you're an Enneagram nine. I am. Okay, yes. and your wing is one. And okay, I'm. A, I think I'm a one wing nine. Uh-huh. I actually have a daughter who's a, a nine wing one. So I'm going to be asking you some <laughs> questions. <laughs> Because what's up with her? No, I'm those just kidding. Those of you who don't know what wings are, we'll be talking about that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. All right. So, Sung, why don't you get us started? Let us know. Uh, where, where are we starting? Where are we starting yeah, today? So, um, Alice, I'm just going to just kind of give briefs about the Enneagram 9, and then you could just just kind of tell us how, how what that looks like in your life, right? Uh, so Enneagram nines are called uh, a number of different things. Uh, we'll just call it the uh, adaptable peacemaker because they are just very agreeable. I, well, can I just say this? I love nines. A- as an eight, <laughs> lo- I mean, nines are just agreeable. Uh, they're, they're very open and receptive, and, and they really are, are very peaceful. They're also, the thing I love about nines who are, they're just super patient. Um, and, and especially if you, if you have to deal with an aide or others, it, yeah, that's a, a really great asset. I mean, they're really calm and uh, they're, they just, they're, they're just naturally trusting in a lot of ways and understanding. And, and they're just really supportive, helpful, and, and genuine. Um, so th- th- those are a lot of things about nines. Those, those are the qualities of an Enneagram nine. And so, how, like, a- as you hear that list, um, you could pat yourself on the yeah, back. Yeah, this is where you brag about yourself, basically. <laughs> I, I, yeah, t- tell us about that. Um, yeah, I and mean, I definitely think, I mean, obviously I fit into that. Um, I would say one of the things is, like, I'm able to see things from multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so because of that... Um, I am very patient with people because I kind of just think, look at it from a perspective of, oh, well, they're going through a lot today That's if they're good. like getting angry at me or something like that. And so um, I- Sung, Sung does that too, right? If somebody gets angry at you, you're really like, oh, they must just be having a hard day. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I was just going to say, I love nines because they can understand my view until they say, well, but the other side is. I'm like, what? No. Like, my way is the right way. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, yeah. And so I definitely, I definitely, I've been told I'm very calm and, um, have a very pleasant demeanor and very welcoming. And so, um, I would definitely say that that's my experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's been my experience of you in the last 30 <laughs> minutes as we've been sitting here prepping for the podcast. So, for sure. Well, and so, like, what would be some of the downsides of a nine? Uh, so, definitely, uh, um, nines avoid conflict mm. very much. That's, like, one of the main traits of a nine, and that's definitely something that I have. I... um. If ever I see conflict, I just completely avoid it, mm. and that's something that I've been trying to work on for years, and then never really have, and so I just kind of step away. So I mean, it's be- there. There are there are good times to engage in yeah. conflict, essentially, yeah. and a nine, like, is probably harder for you mm. to distinguish. Is this like necessary and good conflict, yeah. or is this like bad mm. conflict? It's just, if it, if there's a fight, I'm just slowly backing away. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even like blowing into a full blown fight, but even just like disagreement and so if like someone's like oh I want to do this for dinner but I don't want to do that and I'm still just kind of like okay yeah we can do that okay interesting instead of trying to like have a debate about where we go for dinner yeah or something like that so so can I ask you does Mm -hmm. does that sort of like does that accumulate in you like if you're in a relationship where you where you're constantly sort of like uh, avoiding conflict or the other person is getting their way does does resentment grow in you or does it it really are you able to just sort of let it slide off like yeah it's not a big deal I feel like I don't Resentment doesn't really grow mainly because I know it's my own fault. Oh. And so, okay. like, this person. That's the one wing, <laughs> yeah. right? The self criticism. <laughs> Perfect. Because, like, I know, logically, I know that if I told, so my husband, if I told mm. him, I don't want to do that for dinner, I want to do this for dinner, he wouldn't, it wouldn't start a disagreement. It right. wouldn't start a fight over what right. we're going to have for dinner. Um, and so I know that it's just like my fault for not speaking my mind and yeah. saying, no, I want this for dinner yeah. or whatever this minor decision is. Yeah. That's so, f- I mean, it's fascinating to me because I'm like hyper opinionated. <laughs> so like it's, re- it's, uh, it's just really interesting to hear someone who processes it so differently. Um, so you have opinions Mm-hmm. And and sort of wants, but but is, does it feel like it's? And I, I guess there's healthy and unhealthy ways to do this, right? But are, there are times where a lot of times you're like, I, my opinion is not worth sort of navigating a disagreement. I'll just let it go. Is that kind of like what how it works in your mind or? That and yeah, basically, it's just like, and also sometimes it's like I don't care enough mm-hmm. to yeah, it's have not a strong enough opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disagreement, yeah. but sometimes it's just like, um. Sometimes it is like a big thing and I'm just like, I don't want this to form mm, into mm-hmm. a fight. I, you know, I can't handle a fight right ever. Right, right ever. <laughs> right ever. <laughs> On days ending in Y, just yeah. can't, just can't deal with it. <laughs> and so I will just like keep that to myself. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So at their best, you know, nines are able to express their wants and needs and even opinions and they bring their voice to the table and, and at their best that that's what nines look like and at their worst. And I'm curious if this is true of you, Alice, but like they can tend to procrastinate um, and uh, they could they could be stubborn in their own kind of way. And uh, almost in a sense of like forgetting about their own needs and even their own, uh, like even just taking care of themselves. Hmm. Uh, How much of that is true of you and what does that look like? Uh, I'm definitely a procrastinator. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um, I basically procrastinate on everything and um, I definitely like don't keep in tune with my own Mm. needs as much as probably other Enneagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that definitely. So where does, where does your, 
So I, I also have a tendency to procrastinate, but for me, it's because if I can't do it perfectly, I don't, I don't even want to start it. Where does your sort of drive for procrastination come from? Like, what is it that you're accomplishing? That's the thing is like, I don't really know. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So definitely like when it comes to my job, I will often procrastinate like my own projects to help others with bigger projects. Um, I mean, there's some conflict avoidance there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And even the self-forgetting, right? yeah. your own responsibility. Yeah. So, yeah. so you'll do these other projects mm-hmm. uh, to, to procrastinate maybe some unpleasant things that you have to do in your role. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is making sense. I mean, again, <laughs> the nines are a bit of, even though I saw, it, full disclosure, my, my oldest daughter's a nine. And she's a bit of a mystery to me. We're just <laughs> wired very, very differently, right, in a lot of ways. And so it's really helpful to be like, oh, okay, all right, I see. So can we talk more about, like, the self-care, like, forgetting yourself? Does that feel like like that strikes home as well, for, like, not being aware of your own needs? Definitely, yeah. So, um, like, one thing I've read that um, nines, like, typically, like, don't take pride, like, don't take pride in their looks. it's like a weird way to say it but like they don't really um take the time to like put on makeup and do their Mm. hair and I don't really do that I put on makeup for like the first time in a very long time I mean COVID COVID was a little bit of a unique situation (laughs) but but still (laughs) I don't wear I don't wear makeup to work Mm -hmm. I typically don't really do much with my hair and then I just like wear jeans and a t-shirt and then show up to work um and so and I do that in favor of like getting more sleep in the morning and mm. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then also I feel like I don't take the so the self care that works for me is just like relaxing by myself and like watching a movie mm-hmm. or or something like that. And um, I don't do that in favor of like spending time with my husband, which is obviously good. But he'll be like, "You need to take some time for yourself." Oh, okay. And. I'll be like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But, like, on the inside, I'm, like, feeling burnt out because mm. I haven't been able to take that time yeah. to just relax. How do you – so how how does a nine become more – So like, how do you find your voice? How do you become more self-aware? Um, or And it's not even self-aware in some – well, it is in some ways, but mm-hmm. also, like, being willing to sort of, uh, you know, put out there what you want or what you need. I feel like it's just sort of, like, telling yourself that you're – opinion matters Mm. and or my opinion matters and that um like my stance on this issue or this decision is just as important as the other person's and that most of the time they also want to hear it Mm. and so with nines like the motivation is that you don't want to like lose a relationship with a person okay and so oftentimes they'll be agreeable because they don't want to like have someone be like, oh, well, this person's disagreeable. I don't mm-hmm. want to associate myself with them. And they'll instead think they're very agreeable. Like, we're very similar. We're going to stick around. Oh, um, yeah, and, yeah. And just knowing, like, oh, well, like, with my husband, if I say I don't want to go here for dinner, he's not going to suddenly resent me because yeah. I don't want to go to the same place for dinner or I want to do this instead of this. Or I want to take time for myself mm-hmm. instead of time with both of us. So is, is there an internal sort of... Um, dialogue in your head that your opinion doesn't matter? I mean, like, is that a tendency of a nine to be like, oh, my opinion doesn't matter? Yeah. I mean, not always, like, it doesn't matter, but just that it's, like, not important enough. Okay. 
Yeah, not just li- like your mm. voice and opinions, but mm. sometimes even your presence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like as a nine, mm. like, uh, and again, the, the strength is they're very adaptable and they're great at being like behind the scenes. Uh, but oftentimes they can be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And when they are forgotten, eights won't say, I mean, nines, <laughs> won't, I know what eights will do. <laughs> nines won't say like necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, unless they're aware of this, like, Hey, you've forgotten me or mm-hmm. my voice. Right. And so Definitely. leaning into yeah. that as a nine is a really healthy thing mm-hmm. because that's yeah. not a natural tendency of a nine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. So like as a nine, what are things that people do or don't do that could be triggers? Um, like it just annoys you or frustrates <laughs> you. Why do they do that? We're not necessarily talking about your husband, no, but no. that <laughs> feels like some low-hanging fruit right now. Like we could. <laughs> no, my husband's been really great. He's a two, so he's a helper. Okay. And so he wants me to be at my best kind of thing. And so... <laughs> that must be like a really caring marriage. I, I mean, know, honestly, right? I mean, in a good way, like legitimately, yeah. it really must be peaceful, caring, warm. You, yeah, do you guys, you guys don't fight very much. No, yeah, no. I wouldn't expect so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can't really name many fights we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like maybe coworkers or other mm-hmm. people, friends, uh, they do this and it just really, it triggers you. And mm-hmm. again, not saying it's their fault, but you mm-hmm. recognize, oh man, this, this, is a, this, this thing they do. Yeah, so one thing that has come up at work before was I did put out my opinion mm-hmm. and it was ignored. And so in my mind, I'm like, it took me so much to put my opinion out there and put what I thought about this situation out there. And it was just ignored and they went in another direction and they didn't even like acknowledge, like, thank you for, for giving us that perspective. Um, And so that is definitely something that, that is, is triggering to me because then it keeps me from later giving my opinion again, because I'm like, oh, well, it's just going to be ignored again. Um, But also I feel like, um, when I see people like hanging out and then I'm not there, mm. it's like, oh, well, did they forget to invite me? Am I not important enough to them to be brought to this event? Maybe it's a bit seven, like with the FOMO and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. Yeah. Just like, did they, did they forget about me? Am I, right. am I no longer their friend? Do they not want to hang out with me? So it's like FOMO in a nine kind of way. Yeah. Like yeah. I am not present mm-hmm. and because I wasn't seen, yeah. maybe I, I was not invited. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Man. So what do you do in those situations? Um, I've definitely, I've spoken up at work before, um, specifically like to my boss. My boss is very caring. And so I will say like, oh, like. I, you know, did you see this email mm-hmm. that I, that I put my, my opinion there and it's never, it was never, it wasn't her that had done this. It was, it was somebody else. And she was like, oh yeah, I thought you had some really great points. And I was like disappointed that they didn't go with the, with what you had said. Um, and then I feel like with the, um, with the FOMO side, with the friendship side, um, I kind of just like, I try and be the one to initiate the, yeah. the hangouts after mm-hmm. that and just say like, oh, does someone want to do anything on this day? And then I know I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good alternative. It is. I mean, it, it it's one of the things that we've seen in lots of these interviews, which is in some ways getting healthier is doing things that are kind of counter to mm-hmm. your default 
In, yeah. And so like you're saying, like as a nine, you tend you there can be a tendency to be a bit of a wallflower in the background mm-hmm. in some ways, but really a healthier nine kind of like pushes against that in some mm-hmm. ways and, and initiates. That's really that's really interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, one of the other patterns for a, a, a nine in particular is um, in terms of a maybe a blind spot or defense mechanism is to respond with a passive aggressive kind of way because in some sense they don't often want to give direct feedback and so and, and while they resist being controlled and all these or, or, or be like for people being rude or, or demanding what they often do is uh, they 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 resist by being non-assertive, mm-hmm. and so like and, and I, you know passive aggressive behavior can kind of come out in all different kinds of ways. But when have you seen yourself, and what does that look like for you in, in responding to those times when let's say you were more stressed or not as healthy in terms of responding to to yeah behavior that was triggering for you? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, so in those ones where they there were they were specifically triggering to me, um, yeah, I guess I do sort of revert to passive aggressiveness. Um, so not in any of those specific situations, but if like something that like someone's like, um, I say like let's go do this, and then someone says actually let's do this, I'm like okay that's fine. Yeah. And then like that's <laughs> the end of my my comment. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, my uh, my daughter has uh, has something that I call the slow blink, where if I'm like pushing <laughs> on her to b- like do something, she'll start to blink really slowly. And in my mind, I can see she's just sort of like she's retreating into herself <laughs> a little bit. Like you can keep talking, but you have no power here. It's like none of it's going in, you know. Um, and usually, I mean, we laugh about it, but usually that indicates that I've crossed some sort of a line or I'm engaging mm-hmm. in a way that isn't helpful, mm-hmm. but her nineness, as opposed to my other kids who will get really confrontational, <laughs> she just slowly sort of like mm-hmm. retreats, you know, uh, from the conversational mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. the slow blink. <laughs> so, um, this, is, I guess this is for Alice, but also Nate, for you in terms of your daughter, um, nines also can have a tendency to, uh, have a, have a hard time saying no or, or like wanting, or even, uh, um, like they, they do all they can to avoid controversy uh, again, which goes to the, con- uh, the conflict thing, but, but more particularly like your ability and your growth over the years in, in uh, in saying no, mm. like, Ta-ta. I'm still very bad at saying no. <laughs> okay. I will is say that it. why you're the only one that said you would come on the podcast? Because you were like, I just, I can't say no. I'm going to have to show I up. I almost said no. <laughs> Did and you? Yeah. Oh. And then I was like, no, I, I should do this. I should okay. do this. I'm glad it was at least like a process where <laughs> yeah. it wasn't just like, have to, they asked. <laughs> um, at work in particular, again, with this, like, if someone asks me for help on their project, I'm like, yes, and I'll push back mm. my thing. I, I just have trouble saying no, mm. but it's also... Also, like, if someone, so I'm the person who's been in, in my office, I'm the person who's been in the department the longest, Mm -hmm. so I kind of have this institutional memory Mm -hmm. of what was done four years ago and stuff like that, and so people will often come to me with questions, and if I don't know the answer, instead of just saying, I don't know, and telling them to look it up, I will... I'll look it up myself yeah, and then right. give them the answer right. sort and of spend like the do time the work. myself it, to right. do the work for right. them to, right. to be like, oh, yeah, they can they can go on with their day and I'll get back to them on the yeah. answer. I mean, it is interesting because I, I, I think 
um, my tendency, and I, this actually even happened just this morning, I, I was, something needed to be done, and I knew I'm like, if I ask Eva, she'll say yes. And so the, the tendency as a parent, especially when we have a lot of things, there's a lot of responsibilities, is like, well, I'm just going to keep just going there because I know the answer is always going to be yes, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to resistance I might experience from maybe some of my other kids. I love you all, but you know who you are. Uh, so how do you, how, how can someone else be aware of that when we're communicating with a nine? Like, what do we need to keep in mind if your tendency is to say yes? Like, what are the clues? Like, how do we, how do we sort of not back you into a corner? What's um, your slow blink? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, if I, so for me personally, it's like, if I have hesitation before I say yes, it's because I'm processing in my mind, should I say no to this? Mm. And usually it ends up just still being a yes. Okay. Um, but at my at my job, my boss is very good at saying, can you do this or do you already have too much mm. on your plate? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's something simple, I'll usually just say like, oh, I have five minutes okay. to do this. But then there have been times that I've said no because it's like this, it's going to take me hours to do yeah. and I just don't have hours in my schedule mm. to do this. Um, and so I feel like for me, it's like if I have hesitation, which is hard in... COVID times because we're communicating over email yeah. or communicating over over Google chat and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, she's only hesitating because she hasn't seen the message. Right. Yet and she right. just hasn't looked at it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, like, it's helpful to understand that in some ways, you know, if a nine really wants to be seen, like mm-hmm. that should be part of what we bring into a conversation with mm-hmm. a nine, like saying, hey, I'm like, I want to be aware of what you have going on. I kind of want to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. This is my request. But like, in some ways, like I see you, mm-hmm. you know, and that probably gives a nine sort of the freedom mm-hmm. to say no um, again, you're not, you're not entering the conflict there because it's like, oh, this person already knows that I have a lot on my plate. I can sort mm-hmm. of affirm that instead of having yeah. to counteract <laughs> the request. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, that insight was really helpful. Like you're, you're saying, Hey, your, your boss's example of, can you do this? Or do you not have, have enough time? Uh, you know, cause uh, again, a- as an eight, like saying no is like, the air I breathe. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let me frame it a different way. If Mm -hmm. it's outside of work Mm -hmm. and let's say it's your husband and he says, Hey, you know, I'd like to go to, uh, I don't know, go to the beach this weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what do you think? And, and, and you're, and again, kind of trying to imagine being a nine, like, well, okay, I don't want to avoid conflict. I'll, I'll do it. Like, is there a way to ask you, like, and this is the question that pops into my mind, and, and I'm really what I'm looking for is, like, what's a helpful way to ask you to, like, uh, to really filter out, like, what your real desire is? And, and, and this is a bit hard because, again, as nines kind of push aside their own desires. Mm-hmm. But, like, my wife has a – she's a five, but she has a lot of nine in her. And so mm-hmm. I'll say, like, uh, you know, you know, my like, when I want to know what she really wants, right? And, and so I'll ask it that way, like, mm-hmm. do you want to do this? And oftentimes, again, the nine tendency is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how, do, how do you get underneath, like, just the default response of a nine to say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll accommodate to, mm-hmm. like, what – and maybe and maybe they do that because they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. But, like, how, how do you dig deeper into that? I would say, so my husband is very good at this. And so he'll say, like in your example of let's go to the beach this weekend, he's like, do you want to go to the beach this weekend? Or is there anything you want to do this weekend? Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if I just say, oh, no, I'm fine with whatever, he'll say, no, what do you want to do? Like, there's probably something you want to get done this weekend or, or, 
or go see a movie or something like this. Like, what do you want to do? And so I think asking it like that of just like them saying, this is what I want to do, but what do you want to do? Instead of just saying, do you want to do this? Because the nine's automatic response will be sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. That's really good. It's like um, all sorts of tips and tricks here, but like <laughs> essentially if a nine has a tendency to say yes, you can sort of lay out, if like here's a couple things you could say yes to which mm-hmm. one do you want to say yes to yeah. in some ways that might get you closer to them being able to kind of be sort of engage with their own desire mm-hmm. in some way yeah that's good one, one thing i'm super curious about um in terms of nines because when i talk to nines uh they either see this and recognize this or they don't and, and one thing about nines is um like, for example, eights usually when, when it comes to anger will turn their anger outside. Ones, on the other hand, will turn their anger uh, in- inside. Nines, like, they're, they're part of the, the triad where anger is kind of a, a core emotion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, some nines, will, they'll be like, anger? I'm not angry, right? <laughs> like, at the same time, uh, uh, like, it, over time, because it's not a quick, like, flash anger, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just a whatever it is, uh, and others, uh, so nines can be, dis- we'll, we'll call it like disconnected from their sense of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you experienced that? Or ha- like, ha- has that been part of your journey, like in recognizing that or seeing that in you? Or uh, are you still like, well, yeah, I, I'm still trying to tap into that because I don't, because the natural response is like, I, I'm not an angry person mm-hmm. because nines are so peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself an angry person at all, but this might be the, the one wing in me that when I do feel angry, it's internalized mm-hmm. and I, and I don't let people know that I'm angry. And so I think that's where the wing one yeah. definitely comes in. Um, I call it like a duck on the water where on the top they look all calm and peaceful, but then under but, the water, they're yeah. like kicking fury. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny my daughter when she was younger uh she had a really long fuse a really mm-hmm. long fuse and so like her brother they're very close in age and he's a he was a bit of a handful when he was younger especially <laughs> but it would literally be like it would be like nothing 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 and then my daughter would burst out crying mm-hmm. and punch him in the face like literally <laughs> it was like there was like nothing it's like what's everything seems fine and then all of a sudden she would just haul off this is when they were like young right mm-hmm. Um, but that was the kind of thing. There was anger there. It just mm-hmm. took yeah. so long, and there wasn't really any evidence of it until until there was a yeah. Explosion. I'll definitely say if I ever do um, have anger, it'll like it'll come like that, like kind of like explosive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, I'll just like snap and just say like a snarky comment or mm-hmm. something like I'm fine, and just like <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that's how my anger will present, uh, and just like and then it'll be gone in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how does one tap into, like, if I were to say, like, hey, Alice, like, uh, how do I tap into where your anger level is? Because, again, it's Mm -hmm. so subterranean. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the hard part for Mm -hmm. me because, again, Mm -hmm. like, there there have been maybe less than a handful of times where that's been, again, my wife is a five, but she has a ton of nine where all of a sudden she'll, like, like she'll respond. And it's surprising to me Mm -hmm. where where she just breaks down crying. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I told you this. I'm like, oh, what? Like, you know, and, and she'll be like, I, I don't, like, I've said this so many times. And, and again, as an A, it's just like, your shouts are just kind of like a whisper to yeah. me. Like, so, so let's say you have somebody at work who's very like demanding or, or, or driven mm-hmm. and, and like you, you, 
you're you have this long fuse mm -hmm. I, is it like help me understand is it like it, it just kind of wanes like from day to day to day kind of decreases or increases or is it just like this slow boiling pot of water that maybe you don't even recognize until one day it's just like mm -hmm. it's just overflowing uh it's definitely like kind of increases and, and decreases okay. um it's nice to be able to disconnect when i go home and just not <laughs> yeah. think about work and then that'll decrease and then you know i'll come into an email the next morning and I'll go shoot back, back up, up again yeah. <laughs> so at what point when it goes back up let's say you get an email mm -hmm. do, does it just come out like what's a tipping mm -hmm. point for you like a specific example of yeah, yeah sure okay. um your boss isn't listening <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've had a few people at work that have gotten to that tipping point okay. and I will respond to them like with my version of anger yeah. over, over email. Um, what does that look like? Uh, that per my previous email is typically the start That's like, of my <laughs> anger is per my like, previous email. Um, That's great. That is like <laughs> the subtlest way to communicate yeah. anger ever. Because usually what's making me angry is I'm trying to explain this mm. concept to someone and they're just not getting yeah. it at all. Um, or um, I will, I usually, um, I'm very, pa yeah, it's very, it's like the very passive aggressiveness <laughs> of my mm -hmm. anger by saying per, per my previous email. Um, <laughs> or I'll just say, like, I'll be very short in my email and it'll vary, very differently from how I normally communicate with someone. So whether someone's picking up on that or not is a good right. question, but yeah. usually how I do it is just like, I have, a, I just have a very short response. Well, I, I think that's interesting, Sung, even in light of your example, because uh, nines in some ways are so peaceful yeah. that with you feel like you're responding <laughs> like is and but it for the for many of the rest of us, it still is kind of like, well, I don't, this seems fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because if I if somebody t sent me an email that was like per my previous email, I'd be like, yeah, well, great. I'll make sure to read it's that. Just a reminder. <laughs> yeah. right? But for you, it's really an indication like, hey, like we're. The fuse is getting short here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, now, now, like, I've gotten a couple of those per my previous email. Now, now i got to go back and be like, hey, hey, Barb, are you a nine? Yeah. <laughs> you, and if they are, they're totally them being yeah. like, song, I'm very angry That's great. Dang. Okay. That's a good tip. So, uh, given, like, the, the, the nine, what have been uh, both uh, – constructive and helpful practices uh, in your life to mm -hmm. get outside your nine and, and what have been some destructive patterns of habits? Uh, let's start with a destructive so we could end on a positive note. <laughs> but w what are, like you talked about watching TV and again, the tendency for nines to kind of like self-medicate kind of by avoiding things. Mm -hmm. Like are, are there other examples of ways, patterns of behavior that have been, de that are destructive for a nine? Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely something that is like a, a habit for me is when I feel myself getting upset, I do completely just like not disassociate, but just like mm -hmm. I unfocus from the from what's happening. And uh, my husband's gotten very good at noticing if I'm like staring at the floor instead okay. of or like um, I'll just get up and start cleaning something and not talk mm. and he'll he'll understand that that means like i'm feeling a negative emotion right mm. now that yeah. i yeah. that i don't feel like expressing um and so i'll do that where i'll yeah like that's my destructive behavior of just like i feel like something is about to happen i'm going to go into the other room and do something else or i'm going to just turn on the tv and look at the tv or just 
go into my own little mind and and not mm-hmm. not think about this situation anymore. Um, I think one of the constructive patterns is um, forcing myself to say no to some things or forcing myself to to speak my opinion or or, or speak what I think um, or just like make a decision and just say, I want to do this and and do it. Um, and so I think it's a bit of like to have constructive behavior, you need to get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. completely. What do you tell yourself to to uh lean into some of those constructive behaviors like what's the self-talk narrative uh it's back to that like this person's not going to hate you for saying that you want to do this instead of Uh what they want to do and they're not gonna um, be mad because you've made the decision of what we're going to do or you've disagreed with them or or you've disagreed with them like they're not going to be angry at you they're not going to not want to be in your life anymore because you've decided to speak your mind and like your opinion matters as much as theirs does so why don't you yeah so Mm -hmm. would you characterize that Mm -hmm. as like and maybe this is a bit too strong but like a fear of abandonment or rejection yes definitely definitely Mm -hmm. yeah and also there's like a bit of um fear that they won't understand that I care about them if like they I am afraid that if I'm being disagreeable that they'll think that I don't care about their opinion if I'm trying to counteract their opinion Uh, is it is it hard to be a nine yes is it you find (laughs) it you find it hard yeah I mean there's a lot going on right Mm -hmm. like like it like every every action has like this whole sort of volume mm-hmm. of thought and processing and feelings behind it. Yeah, and it's there's like definitely web, right? yeah yeah I focus on the past a lot of like huh. because I did that did this per- was this person offended or does this person think differently oh, of me yeah. because I made that certain decision mm-hmm. that affected them in some way. I mean, on the plus side, like that's part of what makes nines such good friends in Mm -hmm. some ways like they're thinking deeply about and this has been my experience with my daughter they're thinking deeply about so many things whether it's relationships or the other person that it's a really like nines make great friends Mm -hmm. because you you do tend to be so considerate and you do tend to be so like it's like a safe place you know Mm -hmm. like a a relationship with a nine is like a safe place you know so that i but i can see how much work that takes Mm -hmm. on your on your end right (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, like, are there particular, let's say, spiritual practices that are really helpful for you in terms of just uh, getting outside, let's say, your sense of uh, procrastination or mm-hmm. self-forgetfulness? Um, my way is, like, reading scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I find that, like, if I'm sitting by myself and um, just, like, sitting by myself and trying to be within my thoughts, I start to think about those past things that I was just talking yeah. about. And so I think um, having like the Bible to just sit and read scripture, it's something very active for my mind mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. and it makes me focus on that. And um, I actually, a gift my husband gave me was a book that has scripture based on how you're feeling. Okay. And so there's one like specifically for scripture to read when you're feeling anxious, scripture to read when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling guilt. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'll often go to that book and I'll look at those specific scriptures to just wow. yeah you know yeah. we have a book um that's like daily 
uh, liturgies, kind of mm-hmm. like for really simple things. And my daughter loves to read that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that makes a lot of sense. It's a way to sort of stay focused and stay present mm-hmm. um, when that can be hard for a nine. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tendency mm-hmm. to be good. sort of distracted and think through. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like engaging. I- yeah. Engaging in something, whether it's God's word or, or mm-hmm. people or whatever, is the healthy practice for you. Yeah, for me personally. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Do you, uh, apart from scripture, do you have other ways that you feel like God sort of makes himself known to you or tends to be very sort of present to you as a, as a nine? I feel like, um, God gives me signs that are just like little things that happen in the day. And over the years I've gotten better at noticing, like he's, he's telling me Mm -hmm. to do this. So one pretty great example is I was listening to a rhythms of grace. It, it was, did you hear that? Christine. God speaks to rhythms of grace. <laughs> well, <song>. Christine, <laughs> I was listening to the two, yep. uh, Christine, and I just said, it would be really cool if I got to be the nine on the podcast <laughs> and then went on with my day. And then I got the email asking if I would be on. And at first I was like, no, no, that's people don't want to hear what I have to say. Wow. Um, and yeah. then I was like, Alice, you had that thought mm-hmm. while you were listening to Rhythms of Grace. That was God mm-hmm. telling you to prepare and, mm-hmm. and be willing to do this. And so I think he knows that I won't go to him to ask for guidance as much as I should. Okay. And so he'll kind of talk to me without me asking for him to talk to me. That's good. And it, I mean, again, it, it like you said, you've gotten better at it, but mm-hmm. that really takes quite a bit of listening. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a, a, a willingness to sort of be listening, which is probably easier for a nine than for <laughs> an eight. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> no, I, I was going to call it, it's almost like the gift of noticing. Mm-hmm. And again, in noticing, that means you're engaged. Yeah. Right? Even in the little things, right? Mm-hmm. Being in, Noticing like whether it, it's your emotions or your feelings and, and discerning is that God, mm-hmm. right? So uh, again, the tendency to like disengage would be, which would be unhealthy. This is mm-hmm. a, a healthy habit of engaging and noticing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So um, imagine, uh, like, let's say, you know, you're speaking to, like, a one who has a nine in their family, or let's say an eight who doesn't have a nine, but again, my wife has a lot of nine. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody who uh, has a nine in their life Mm -hmm. about how to uh, best interact and uh, and sharpen uh, a nine in, in, in their life? Uh, I would definitely say, like, ask pointed questions instead of just, like, very general, like, how are you? Because mm-hmm. the tendency of a nine will just be, oh, I'm fine, I'm mm. good, because they don't want to talk about what's going on. Or, yeah. and, or uh, again, like, when asking, do you want to go to the beach this weekend? Or is there something else you want to do? Mm-hmm. Kind of s- asking it in a way where you are explicitly asking for their opinion mm. and um, maybe doing a follow-up if they say, oh, I'm fine with whatever you want to do, maybe following up and saying, no, I'm, I really want to hear what yeah. you think or what you want to do. Mm. Um, and that might force them to come out of it, but yeah. then it's sort of like practicing getting your opinion out there. I've also found that one-on-one time is really important yeah, for my yeah. daughter who's in nine. Mm-hmm. That yeah. In a crowded car, she'll often just sit and listen, but if mm-hmm. I'm if we're alone... Mm-hmm. there's there's like space for her to communicate what yeah. she's feeling or yeah. thinking. 
my love language is quality time. Is it? Yeah. And so that definitely tracks with me as well as like I more appreciate time one on one with someone where I can just sit and have a conversation with them rather than a bunch of people where there's multiple conversations going on, you know, then. Yeah. And so I kind of then if there's a lot of conversations going on, I kind of tend to not join any of them and just sit back and observe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So l- there's another nine listening, and let's say they're just beginning o- their journey of kind of mm-hmm. growth and becoming a better person, the person God God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Or imagine your younger self. Mm-hmm. Right? What what do you say to a nine to encourage them? It's okay to say no. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's o- good. it's okay to voice your opinion, and your opinion matters as much as your friends do. And yeah. and also something that I struggled with when I was I I started my journey towards God in college. Mm. And so, um, and was a nine then. And I remember saying to my friend, I don't like praying. And she's like, why don't you like praying? And I said, I don't think God cares about my problems. I don't want to go to God with my problems. I feel like that's selfish. Mm. And she goes, that's what he's there for. He's there to go to with your struggles. And yeah, like also thank him for what he's given you and pray for other people. But He's also there to go to your struggles with. And so that was something I really struggled with in my in my Christian journey. Um, and I've I've since gotten over that. But uh, it was also like me saying, God doesn't care about my opinion. Yeah, God absolutely. doesn't care about my struggles. Wow. wow. That's yeah, good. That, that is really mm-hmm. good. So that would be something I'd say to myself as a younger. Yeah. God yeah. really cares about you and he wants to hear your struggles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, we've talked quite a bit about how increased knowledge of God gives us increased knowledge of ourselves and vice versa. But that's one place where like in, in a relationship with God, getting used to co- getting in touch with your own needs mm-hmm. and your wants and commuting, communicating that to God will work it way out in, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you like you can use God as like a, a safe place to communicate what you want or what you need or what you're feeling. And eventually there'll be the freedom to do that with other people in mm-hmm. your life too. That's a really, that's a great, that's a great one for now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting um, and, and we won't do it in this podcast, but um, how the different types interact with God through prayer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- and what are the areas of strengths and what are the areas of growth when it mm-hmm. comes to prayer, right? To, to hear you say, Oh, as a nine, to say it's okay to bring your needs before God and, mm-hmm. and voice that, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a different shade for ones and eights mm-hmm. in terms of prayer, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. A different attitude, different posture. So again, like th- these things can shape uh, your spiritual life. And again, we've said this before too, right? The, the, the gospel is the foundation and the catalyst for change. But God has also wired each and every one of us a, a very special and unique way and he, you know, it, it's leaning into that and, and receiving that gift of how God has wired us to, to serve him and his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's great insight there. Yeah. So what prayers are easy for you to pray? If asking for God's help is hard, what are easy? Um, thanking him for, for mm-hmm. what he's blessed me with. But also I find it easy to pray for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I have community group, I find it easy to then go and pray for my community group members. Or if I know someone's struggling, I find it easy to pray for them. But yeah. um, it, I've since gotten over that and I it's more easy for me to go to God with my struggles. Mm-hmm. But definitely at first it was more, I was way more focusing on other people yeah. in my prayer. Yeah. Yeah. There's that self-forgetting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah, and it is it is helpful to know again in a healthy way that that nines are the ones that are praying for the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like I I I spend a lot of time praying as a one. I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time praying for myself, not always selfishly, but like, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like God transform me, God refine mm-hmm. me, God mm-hmm. sort of you know, um, which I think is good. I think there's the freedom then for me being a better person to influence others and to, sp- but that's not the same as what you find yeah. it yeah. easy to do, mm-hmm. which is to, to, you know, pray for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me too, right. I'm always praying uh, for the things outside myself. Yeah. And so I do pray for other people, but it, it, it's like, because they're outside and not it, the, the, the care or motivation is, is very different. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a self forgetting thing. It's almost yeah. like, okay, if we're going to conquer the world, I've got to be praying <laughs> for these people. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really helpful. It's good stuff. Any any closing thoughts that that any ground we haven't covered that you'd be like oh if, if you have a nine in your life or if you're a nine don't forget this um, I think we kind of covered everything we've covered a lot of ground yeah. I'll say <laughs> this has been really helpful it's been a, this has been a really insightful thing mm-hmm. I was I was talking to uh, to somebody about this but um, we did a recent podcast with my wife and my son who are sevens and sevens tend to be very externally focused and as boisterous as they are it was much harder to have to navigate the podcast because all the questions we were asking were like hey look inside yourself look inside (laughs) yourself about themselves and so it's been really there's again the beauty of a nine there's so much back there Mm -hmm. that it's really it's really it's been really easy to to draw that out those insights so Really thankful for you taking time today. Of course. Alice, it's been really, really good. So, Sung, we've gone through all the numbers. Yeah, we're... we're, But we're not done with the Enneagram. No, we're not. We're going to talk about wings. We're going to talk about subtypes, which is a whole nother layer. And then there's, like, even another layer below that that even most Enneagrams don't even talk about, which is... Uh, called tri-types. Oh, man. So the Enneagram is like an onion, and we're just going to (laughs) keep peeling off layers. Hope you will join us next week as we talk further about other aspects of the Enneagram.